Roger Williams University is hosting a crisis management seminar on May 3rd at their Providence campus. Crises, whether a natural disaster, cyber attack, or financial instability, can have severe repercussions if not handled properly. This is where crisis management plays a pivotal role. Join Roger Williams' MBA students and expert speakers to learn how to prepare for the unexpected. The program is totally free and open to the public. You can register online at rwu.edu slash events slash crisis management symposium. This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Bartholomew Town Podcast. It's Bill Bartholomew here with you for new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And of course, whenever breaking news happens, plus you can hear the podcast every Saturday at 3 p.m. on WPRO Radio 99.7 FM AM 630. Today, continuing our recurring series, Inside Rhode Island Public Health, welcoming in the CEO and General Manager of Instead, Sebastian Fopema. So obviously plenty going on here in Rhode Island over the last couple of weeks, as is pretty much always the case. I guess that's kind of par for the course. But we've been sort of taking these detours um, into specific topics. Of course, we have our Inside Rhode Island Cannabis Series presented by Pure Vita Labs, which is, you know, we're going on a deep dive in an area that is, I think, extremely undercovered. And another area that is extremely undercovered, save for COVID-19, of course, and the hospital merger is public health in Rhode Island. So throughout the course of the year, we're just going to continue to focus in and sort of look at some, you know, ideas, people, some actualized organizations and and medical professionals that are doing interesting things, uh, important things that could impact you and your life. So no different today as we welcome in Instead's Sebastian Fopema. And what is Instead? Well, it's described as a proven mobile integrated health provider that offers a convenient and practical alternative to visiting an emergency room for urgent medical care needs. And they're now available here in Rhode Island. So it makes perfect sense to kind of zero in on on what this is and why it's a game changer for the state and why it could be, again, important for you to know. You know, over the last two years, I never expected that I would become a healthcare journalist at any level, you know what I mean, other than like the obvious surface level stuff. And of course, we were all in many ways thrust into having a greater understanding of healthcare and the infrastructure surrounding it throughout the pandemic. And we we saw so many gaps, right? We saw so many gaps that exposed um, risk to certain populations. And even for all of us, you know, there was just moments where we were like, wow, this thing is it's not quite as robust and it's not quite as ready for prime time as we had hoped it would be. And one of the things that I've learned throughout the course of the pandemic in covering COVID and and more broadly speaking, healthcare here in Rhode Island is that, you know, alternatives to the conventional, hey, I don't feel well or I'm injured or whatever it may be and going to the emergency room are absolutely essential. And we talk about that in the context of like brick and mortar facilities throughout Providence that, even for like testing and and the vaccine vaccine rollout, all that kind of stuff, how important it is to have alternatives. So that's why InstaEd really caught my attention and why I'm very glad to be able to focus in on that organization today here on the podcast. Remember, if you want to support the pod for as little as $3 per month, click the support link wherever you're listening or simply head to patreon.com slash Bartholomew Town. All right, so good morning and... Uh, Welcome aboard here. Welcome to B-Town. It's, it's always an adventure here on the podcast. And, you know, something as I, 
I, I just said in our open that we've been focusing in on is areas of public health outside of COVID and a hospital merger, <laughs> you know, because there's so much that is critical and has been overlooked. So I guess let's start with the basics. What is uh, Instead and, and when was it founded and, and who are the people you're aiming to serve? Um, well, first off, good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me. Um, what is Instead? Instead is a, uh, a company that uh, aims to provide urgent care in the safety and comfort of a patient's home. One thing that maybe not everybody's familiar with, but that is a big problem to us in society is that there's a lot of people that go to emergency departments at hospitals across the nation, including in Rhode Island, uh, for things that uh, don't necessarily need them to be in the hospital. Right? They need care, uh, but the hospital isn't probably the best place for them to be. So we provide an alternative. We provide a, a safe and convenient alternative by sending a paramedic to uh, your home and providing the care you need in the comfort of your own um, residence. Pretty sound. And I mean, obviously during COVID, we, we saw that there was a tremendous gap in, in terms of access, especially in certain parts of the state, both within the urban core, but then also in terms of uh, what I guess we would describe as the rural, more rural portions of the state. And it's it's a division that is something that we have to work towards, um, not only to, to serve or work towards improving, not only to serve individual patients, but just collectively to not overwhelm, you know, like funneling into the limited emergency and urgent care facilities that we have. Absolutely. I, I would say that um, the, the value to patients is pretty obvious, right? The value of our service uh, it keeps them at home, provides them the care they need. It avoids them from potentially deciding not to go and get the care they need, uh, forgoing that care because maybe they're you know afraid to leave the house, afraid to go to the hospital. They're nervous about getting uh, contaminated and you know contracting something. Um, but uh, on top of that, as you pointed out, I think over the last few years, one of the problems that we've dealt with and that hospitals have dealt with is just. Um, you know, uh, overwhelming demand for care uh, and, and emergency departments have just been, um, you know, beyond capacity. Uh, so being able to offer a service that helps solve that problem uh, to, you know, in a small way, uh, keeping people out of the emergency department when that is possible uh, and, you know, keeping the emergency department for people that are truly uh, in an emergent situation uh, is a good thing. Why do you think it is that we've gotten to the point where emergency departments are overwhelmed? What, what do you think it is that has led to that specific, I don't want to say crisis. It did become a crisis at one point, though, recently. Uh, for sure. Uh, and, and let's hope that uh, that crisis uh, is going to be behind us at, you know, at some point in the near future. Um, but you know, I think there's a variety of ways why or reasons why people end up going to a hospital, to an emergency department, um, as opposed to going somewhere else to receive care. Um, it will depend on you know, the people we're talking about. Um, it may be a lack of education, not being aware of the options that may be available to them and simply thinking, well, this is the only thing I can do. Let, let me get myself to the hospital or Worse, let me call 911 and get to the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, it could also be that it's a matter of I need care and my current regular doctor's office doesn't have capacity, right? They're busy um, and they can't see me today. And I am not comfortable waiting until the next day, given what's going on with me. Um, or it could be uh, that I need care and it's after hours. My doctor's office isn't open. Um, and, uh, and of course, there are other alternative places you can go, you know, urgent care centers, uh, minute clinics generally are open longer uh, than your average doctor's office. And, and yet it's not always uh, convenient for people and it's not always available for people. Urgent care centers are not everywhere. Um, and, uh, and as I said, I think a lot of people are just unaware of the options they have uh, and they get themselves to the hospital when that isn't always necessary. What's your personal connection to Rhode Island? Ah, good question. Uh, by uh, the odd spelling of my name and my accent, you might detect that I'm not from the United States. Uh, I was born in the Netherlands, but I moved here uh, almost 20 years ago. So although I'm not a native Rhode Islander, both my kids were born here. They're now off to college um, and I very much feel at home. So uh, living in uh, Cumberland at the moment and, uh, and certainly planning to stay. It's always challenging whenever you know, you, you, you show up in Rhode Island and, you know, you're, you weren't born and raised here, you know what I mean? All of a sudden you fall into some kind of subcategory in some people's minds. I mean, it's obviously a completely ridiculous and almost embarrassing trait that some people celebrate as a good thing. Do you find Rhode Island is open to new ideas or have you met, been met with some resistance from people who say, no, we do things the way we do them here. Sorry, uh, take your ideas to uh, New York or Boston. You know, I would, I would actually argue the opposite. Mm -hmm. um, for sure, uh, Rhode Island is tightly knit. You know, and when I arrived here with my odd accent, it took me a little while to get to know people and build my network of friends and, and, and business contacts. Um, but I think that Rhode Island is actually a, a perfect place where you can bring new ideas um, because of the relative limited size of the state and the population. Um, you have an opportunity to try things and showcase things in a smaller setting, proving to you know, larger states around the country that things are truly possible. And I've done this throughout my career. I, I have spent the majority of my time living here for the last 20 years and, and a lot of my time working in Rhode Island with Rhode Island companies. And I found that uh, you know, having success in Rhode Island allows you to bring that success elsewhere. In this uh, in the case of Instead, we actually started in Massachusetts um, and are now you know, have recently come to Rhode Island. Yeah, launching in January. So let's talk about the rollout. Let's talk about you know the everything that the project has experienced since arriving in Rhode Island. I guess summarize that. It's only been a few months, but how's it going? It's going well. We're off to a good start. Um, you know, when we came to Rhode Island or when we decided to come to Rhode Island last year, we did so in conjunction with one of our uh, key customers, um, the Commonwealth Carolines in Massachusetts. Um, and, um, and they had decided to come to, to the state uh, and they asked if we wanted to join them in that process. Um, the, uh, just by virtue of a little bit of history here, Instead, uh, started as a pilot program within the Commonwealth Care Alliance, uh, piloted, proven there, perfected with CCA, and then was spun out and is now its, its own separate company. We're serving a number of customers. 
Um, and, and when our current customers expand geographically um, and they ask us to come along, then we'll always consider that. So we looked, when we got that question, we looked at uh, the need of, um, for care and urgent care specifically in the state. And it was very quickly obvious that uh, the good service we provide to people in Massachusetts could be just as valuable in Rhode Island. I mean, the truth is that people go to emergency departments across the nation for reasons that shouldn't take them to hospitals everywhere. You know, we are seeing over 100 million visits to ED vis- uh, departments each year, um, costing us, you know, well over $100 billion as a society. And uh, many people estimate that about two-thirds of those are probably preventable. So, you know, this isn't unique to Massachusetts. We knew that. Uh, We knew that this service would, you know, universally valuable to patients anywhere. And Rhode Island was a a perfect opportunity for us. One of our customers, CCA, decided to go to Rhode Island. They asked us to come. um, And um, and so we made that decision. We're off to a good start. Um, We have a, a paramedic partner that established a local base. We have our own offices in um, in, in Providence, but um, in, in many ways, um, it isn't about you know uh, brick and mortar for us. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could think of us as, as sort of a, the Uber for urgent care. You know, mm-hmm. create a network. In our case, it's not drivers like like Uber, but in our case, it's paramedics. Um, so we make sure that those paramedics are available to serve you uh, wherever you may be in Rhode Island. Yeah, that's a great way to think of it. The Uber of healthcare. And it makes a lot of sense. Things are moving in that direction, broadly speaking. There's there's no question about it. Well, one thing that's for sure is that cannabis is a hot topic right now in Rhode Island, politically, economically, culturally. It's something that I've heard from a lot of you on in terms of great feedback from our Inside Rhode Island Cannabis series presented by Pure Vita Labs. And if you find yourself listening to that series and wishing you were more educated on the topic, or perhaps you want to jump into the game, jump into this emerging industry, well, the University of Rhode Island offers an online certificate in cannabis studies through a summer program. The application deadline is coming right up on April 5th. Now, this is fully accredited by URI's College of Pharmacy. The program covers topics related to product development, chemical analysis and testing, patient and customer therapeutics, and beyond. Again, that application deadline is coming up on April 5th for the summer session, and the first course starts on May 10th. Learn more at uri.edu slash online slash cannabis or call 401-874-5280. That's 401-874-5280. Rhode Island and national politics, media, arts, and newsmakers. Bartholomew Town with Bill Bartholomew, Saturdays at 3 p.m. on News Talk 99.7 FM and AM 630 WPRO. Now back to B-Town. I know there's no crystal ball, but where do you see yourself in the next five years? And, and how do you, what would you hope to see just in terms of the portfolio of healthcare options available to Rhode Islanders? in general, and then how you would fit into that? Um, You know, I think that um, we've all learned a lot through uh, the last couple of years of the pandemic. Um, And and I think that, um, you know, outside of all the sadness uh, and all the illness and and so many people that have passed away, 
um, there's also some silver lining in terms of things we've learned together. Uh, and one of the things that I think we've learned is that our healthcare system needs to broaden and we need to introduce new ways of providing care to people that need help. Um, and, and I think that the pandemic has opened the eyes of the public and probably the regulators um, mm. and, and, and state officials uh, to allow for that. You know, whether that is, uh, let's say, telehealth uh, and, uh, and being able to see your doctor, you know, via phone or via video call, or whether that is um, uh, something like Instead, uh, which ultimately is an app on your phone or a website where you can request a visit and someone will show up just like Uber, like we said earlier. Um, as we think about the future, in general, I think that we need innovative new ways of providing care that complement the existing healthcare system. Obviously, there will always be a place for our, our, our tremendous hospitals in the nation uh, and, and in Rhode Island. I just think that um, the traditional system needs help. And, uh, and I think we've all learned that in the last few years. As it relates to sort of our path and trajectory, um, in general, I'd like to be able to uh, provide our service to as many patients as possible, wherever they may live. Right now, we're operating in Massachusetts and recently we started in Rhode Island. Uh, I would foresee us expanding beyond that uh, when the opportunity comes around. Um, in Rhode Island, um, although we started uh, with CCA, we are hard at work uh, to partner with additional local health plans, health insurance companies, so that we can become available to as many Rhode Islanders as possible. What are some of the the conditions that instead is well positioned to serve, you know, because there are some things obviously that require immediate emergency department care and, you know, there's no question about it, but I mean, there's probably a roster of conditions or situations that you are well equipped to uh, address on a, on sort of a, you know, your mainstream level of, of accidents and, and issues. What get, take us through that. Some listeners might be you know, might say, hey, wait a minute, that this is perfect for me. Um, absolutely. Let me start by saying um, you pointed something out that I think is important. Let's start by talking about the things we do not do. Instead is not a replacement for 911. Mm -hmm. And if you are in a life or death situation, you need to get to the hospital, either through an ambulance or, you know, through your own transportation. But we're not a replacement for that. Uh, and that is because of A, what we can provide and, and B, how quickly we can come on site and be at your house. You know, we'll be at your house um, between one and three hours uh, for our most critical visits. Uh, so you can imagine that, you know, if something, you know, life threatening has happened to you, you shouldn't wait for instead to show up. Um, we're not a replacement for 911. But that said, um, when our paramedics show up, and they show up in an SUV, not, not an ambulance, uh, very well equipped, lots of medical equipment, lots of medications and consumables uh, to be able to care for the patients and, 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 and a long list of symptoms and illnesses. I'll, I'll just rattle off a few, uh, but the, the real list is much longer. But we'll see acute illnesses such as abdominal pain, shortness of breath, COVID-related symptoms, obviously, uh, anxiety, depression. Um, 
chronic conditions like congestive heart failure, migraine headaches, asthma, um, and, and also injuries caused by burns or, or falls, things like that. Um, and, uh, and one of the things that I think is probably worth noting is the fact that we show up with an SUV without lights and sirens is something that a lot of our patients actually appreciate. They appreciate the sort of my neighbors don't need to know something's going on with me. Just come quietly to my house. I know you're coming. I put in the request. I can see on the app that you're coming. You know, I feel safe. Um, and, uh, and on top of that, paramedics, as I think we all know, uh, first responders are uh, just really well equipped to handle these types of situations. They can be stressful, um, but this is what these people do, and they're so good at it. Um, so so that's, that's sort of how that works and, and some of the things that we treat. How can people find out more about Instead and if they are not currently affiliated with Commonwealth Care Alliance, you know, what's, how can they become affiliated with, with CCA or, um, you know, encourage their healthcare provider to start engaging with instead? Um, well, to learn more about us, I think that probably the easiest place to go would be to uh, our website, uh, www.instead.us. Um, and instead is uh, without the A, so it uh, basically stands for instead of emergency department. Um, and uh, you, you'll find all sort of the, the basic information to most of your questions right there. Um, if you are not a CCA member and you'd like to become one, then um, I would certainly suggest you go to the Commonwealth Care Alliance website. Um, they are now available in Rhode Island. Um, and um, I, I certainly think they, they offer a, a great option for people looking for, for insurance. Um, and uh, as it relates to speaking to your insurance uh, companies and, and encouraging them to consider instead, obviously, I'd, I'd appreciate the help. Uh, we are hard at work, as I said, and in conversations with, with a number of health plans. Um, and back to one of your early questions, the beauty of Rhode Island is that if we can expand instead and, 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 and you know, start doing business with a couple of other health plans, we will quickly be able to provide service to many in the state because it doesn't take hundreds of insurance plans to cover a good portion of the population. Right. The intersection of innovation and healthcare, it's always a fascinating place. It's something that we learned throughout the COVID pandemic on a mass scale is absolutely critical in terms of investment of both capital and human ideas and uh, a great conversation. Appreciate you hopping on the, the, uh, the show. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for having me. Yeah, a pleasure. Rhode Island's podcast of record, B-Town.